0: GP Insights, a HealthCert podcast. Practical advice for busy GPs on how to treat with confidence and grow their practice. Welcome, everybody. It's Paul Elmsley, the founder and CEO of HealthCert and also the National Skin Cancer Centers. And uh, with great pleasure, I introduce you again to Narelle Davidson. Hi, Narelle. How are you? Good.
1: Thank you, Paul. How are you?
0: Very good. So, uh, Narelle's had over 26 years in operating and managing general practices all over Australia and has a wonderful depth of knowledge, obviously, with relation to running great general practices and primary care practices, depending on which sort of stuff you want to do. And the topic today, Narelle, is a very interesting one. So it's the quality improvement activities for more accurate diagnosis and patient outcomes. A little bit of a mouthful, but I'd love you just to sort of explain what that means and then why is it important to the audience today?
1: Absolutely. So I think there's been a a general consensus within general practice or anything associated to general practice that quality improvement activities are simply an admin task, simply a a tick box that we use to ensure that the clinic can be accredited and that they only really talk about things like ensuring that patient demographics are correct and ensuring that all of the, the paperwork in a clinic is up to date. I think what's important to note is that that's not exactly the case. You know, quality improvement activities can mean anything within a practice. It can mean bettering the the care level that we give to our patients, bettering the processes so that we're able to deliver better care to a patient. And I think, you know, today, in today's medicine, we need to be looking at what that means for a general practitioner in treating their patients, making sure that what they're doing within their own practice as an independent practitioner is quality improvement. Now, we can always learn from what we did incorrectly beforehand and understanding that quality improvement is every aspect of the business, not just the admin side.
0: Okay. And I suppose just explain to people like myself, you know, why is that important for us to do that?
1: Absolutely. Well, I think progression is is important in any business, but certainly for medicine to ensure that we're doing better for our patients always, we need to make sure that if we're not constantly focused on quality improvement, you know, then we're not getting better outcomes for our patient in the long run. You know, if we're not using software properly, if we're not using the services properly within our community, if we're not keeping ourselves updated with uh, you know any of the the training that we could do or any of the changes within the the field then we're certainly not offering our patients the best care that we possibly could
0: and so just um, well I, I completely agree with you and as we know things are always moving um, mm-hmm. and that's always a challenge is obviously what is obviously the best way to do things or, or to do that and I suppose you know perhaps perhaps you know once again three steps so I mean the audience obviously of this podcast is going to be people that obviously operate practices and then obviously doctors that work within practices. Mm-hmm. So maybe if we just separate the two, because they're once again, they're, their goals could be exactly the same, which is obviously improving patient outcomes. But let's say it's just as a as a practice, what are yeah. let's say the top three things they need to be considering to make sure that they are obviously improving the quality of the care they're giving?
1: Absolutely. So I think if we're talking from a, a practice perspective, then there's a few steps, as you said, you know, step one would be ensuring that you are engaged with the local community services that are available. And if it be general practice talking about the PHN, that will keep the practice constantly up to date with new community services, new Medicare services, new local services for their patients. You know, and then within the practice, it's about communicating with each other, having, you know, constant meetings or having at least consistent clinical meetings to talk about case studies amongst the doctors to see if there's any quality improvement any near misses that have happened within the practice that we can learn from and make changes to to processes then communication would definitely be the key for quality improvement ensuring that you're staying you know in communication with your practice team constantly and that includes the doctors and the nurses and all of the
0: clinical staff. Excellent. And then for the doctors working within the practice, I mean, what can they do uh, to help obviously support that goal?
1: Yeah, look, I think it's it's very similar. And being that you're a doctor working in the practice, you're kind of a business of your own, but ensuring that you're staying in communication with your practice manager to find out what are the current quality improvement activities that the practice is doing. Now, are they collecting new information for the patients when they come in? Are they checking all of the demographics to ensure that they're correct? Are we making sure that we have all of the contact details for our patients so that if you have an adverse... A result that you need to speak to your patient about, are we sure that you'll be able to contact your patient? So on top of that, I'd say the second step for any practitioner working within a practice is to, again, link with your local PHNs, link with your local community services, any of your training services that you can go through, so that you also have an opportunity to bring new and updated information back into the practice. Making suggestions to your practice manager about. Um, any of the local services that you could connect with as a practice that could be you know, of benefit to the outcomes for you and your patients.
0: And is there like a utopia in this sense? I mean, is there, you know, are we climbing, climbing a mountain where we're going to get the top of it or is it just continuously, you know, a moving you know, finish line in some respects?
1: Yeah, look, I would love to say that there is a utopia. I'd love to say that we've got 100 percent of all of the correct data and, and demographics for all of our patients and that we are linked in with all of the local services. But I think we're talking realistically, you know, you would love to always think that you've got at least 85% of all of your data correct within your within your practice. You no, know, ensuring it, it's always a moving part. You've got new patients coming in, you've got patients that will be getting close to being archived patients or deceased patients. So I think if you make sure that your aim is 85% and above and you consistently have to stay on top of making sure that you're doing that. I think there's sometimes a little bit of a gap where practices you know see accreditation as a process for monitoring, you know, whether they're doing things correctly or not. The reality is that that should just be an activity that happens every 3 years and you should always be running processes that mean that you're always improving, that you're always making sure that know, your practice is learning from any mistakes or near misses that they make. So I I think, yes, there'd be a utopia where everything's 100%, but it is a moving part. And I think utopia for me would be ensuring you've got a practice that stay in communication and constantly are monitoring all of the services and processes and policies within a practice to ensure that we're updated and, and giving, you know, best outcomes to our patients.
0: I'm interested to know, then, like, you know, within a practice, I mean, is there one custodian that is really there to monitor and manage? Because obviously, there's lots of people that work in the practice, different people on different days coming in and out. So, you know, how can a practice best be able to do that? And sort of who's that responsibility lie with? But then obviously, how can we support them?
1: Look, I certainly, you know, coming from a background of managing practices, I would really like to think that the practice manager is very much an advocate for for quality improvement within the practice. I think if you've taken on a, a level of responsibility to to essentially say, no, this is my practice and I will run it as if it's my own, I would very much hope that that practice manager role would be where we would get, you know, all of the drive for quality improvement within a practice. You know, this is the person that you absolutely want to be organising your consistent meetings with the doctors, staying in constant communication with the clinical staff and the admin staff and bridging the gap you know, between both of those those parts of the business and if you're talking about a corporate business they're also the bridge between you know the head office staff and they're the people that all of these services go through if there's someone that's going to make it into a practice to have you know a, a lunch meeting with doctors to talk about their service they need to come through the practice manager so I really think that they're the gateway to ensure that that the practice that you're running in or the practice that you're you're working in is running a really solid and and improved service constantly. You should always be striving to do better and it should be driven by your management team.
0: Fantastic. And any words of wisdom for the audience today?
1: Uh, I think the only words of wisdom that I would say is to ensure that it's an ongoing task. Don't make it something that you only do every three years and you're chasing your tail. Ensure that you are constantly on top of whether you are improving the service. You should not be doing the same thing in three years that you were doing beforehand.
0: Yeah, and I assume obviously checking patient information as obviously is as a routine process when they come in because people obviously do move, change phone numbers or, or otherwise absolutely um, as a, as a standard part of the process of so obviously checking a patient in would definitely make a big difference to that uh, accuracy of information yeah Wonderful. I would
1: completely agree
0: so Narelle just, just just tell us about I think you know once again the, the standards that we're obviously trying to achieve and just a little bit yeah. about that
1: absolutely so most people that work in general practice at the moment would know that we run off the RECGP standards uh, and at the moment we're we're all running from RACGP fifth standards and the fifth standards' main focus is quality improvement. And if you look into you know the booklet that comes with those standards, there's so many suggestions and references to quality improvement activities. You know, such as ensuring that we've got you know details, ensuring that you've got clinical data that you're keeping yourself clinically up to date with what's going on and and changing policies within your practice to ensure that your quality is constantly improving so even just in a general practice to ensure that we're staying within what is considered to be the lowest point of what's expected and have to constantly have this quality improvement and that is absolutely their focus.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, to that point, hopefully most doctors would be aware of, obviously, the CPD changes that are occurring as of next year, where, you know, the the doctors actually will have to do performance and outcome measurement as part of their, you know, CPD. So, you know, being able to pick a particular topic, you know, do the education related to it, and then obviously measure the performance and outcomes. So. You know, once again, the CPD framework is also moving towards that. So rather than just doing random education and did that really make any real difference to the patient is being very targeted and focused in measuring, obviously, what those outcomes are. So um, it's a very pertinent topic at the moment because ultimately, you know, doctors are going to have to do this as part of their professional development on an annual basis going forward. And uh, we know it's relatively new for a lot of doctors to do this. And um, you know, we're definitely here to help them understand and navigate through that process. But I think that'll also help drive you know, that focus at a clinical level, as well as obviously you know, trying to, from the operations of a clinic's perspective, uh, make sure that the practice is doing everything they can to also help with the quality of care their patients are giving.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's a good process for the doctors now that that has changed to link in with your practice managers because they have been doing this quality improvement activity for years now and they will, you know, they've will they always had to plan how they're going to improve, show what the process of improvement is and show what the new outcomes are. So I would, I would suggest to doctors to link in with your management staff because they will be able to help a lot with that process.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much. Wonderful advice and uh, I really appreciate your time today and we'll look forward to catching up on the next podcast we get to run thank you fantastic
1: for thanks paul
0: thanks for listening if you like the podcast please subscribe so you can get updates whenever we post more and please share it with others and for more info please go to helpcert.com.